Welcome back, everybody. You know, it's Quran, the almost black man. And today's episode is going to be about one of my favorite hobbies. And I say something that I've always aspired to do and have been able to slightly accomplish. And that is traveling. So stay tuned. Let's get it. I'd say traveling kind of has always been a part of something that I want to accomplish while I'm still on this earth. And I say my first real experience of traveling was my aunt moving to Georgia. So maybe what, like 2005, I was eight years old. My aunt decided that she wanted to take care of her family and move. And when they first moved, you know, me being one of her closer nephews, I went with them. And just driving and seeing the change in scenery as you go from state to state, that always like just caught my eye. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, So I say that's when I started to count how many states I could travel to. And as I got older, not even that much older, I remember in fifth grade, I got selected to go on a trip to NASA. So we took a bus from Baltimore to Florida. It was a terribly long drive, but that was really cool. I got to spend a night under one of the space shuttles. And, you know, I was away from home. And I guess maybe being the only child kind of played a role into me not really being scared to go out there by myself. I mean, of course I had friends with me, my classmates, some teachers that I knew, but in general, I was away from my family. But I say the only child thing helped me because I was independent. Like my family, we were kinda, I wouldn't say spread out, but everybody kinda did their own thing. So I just felt like I was doing my own thing. As more time passed and I became friends with my bro E, which I always hear about, his parents, and I thank them for this to this day, like they really opened my eyes. But they used to take us on trips as children. So I believe our first trip that we took out of state was Massanutten. Matter of fact, I don't remember the order. But trips that I know that they took us on were to Massanutten. We stayed there for like a weekend and we went snowboarding and, you know, did that stuff. That was fun. Um, we stayed a weekend at Bush Garden slash Water Country USA in West Virginia. And that was lit. And I can't remember where else we went. But I just know, like, they exposed us, my little friend group, to, like, going out of the state, traveling, like, staying and getting out of your comfort zone. And then I used to always see, like, he used to be in this program called, I think, the Henry Hall program. And he used to travel to, like, Massachusetts and Maine and Florida. And I was always intrigued. Like, this is tough. I really like traveling. 
Like, as a Baltimorean, I'm telling y'all, when they say Baltimore people don't go nowhere, like, we really don't go nowhere. <laughs> you stay on your side of town, you stay in your neighborhood, you might drive across town once in a while to go do something or link with somebody. But for the most part, as a kid, like, just growing up here, you stay where you at. You stay put. So everybody else, you know, that was their reality. That's what they were used to. But seeing us, like, going out of town and doing these little trips, some people questioning, like, why y'all want to go do this white people stuff? <laughs> or what's wrong with staying here? Why you want to go do that? Like, what's fun about traveling? And I'm just like... That's cool for y'all, and y'all might call it white people stuff, but it's eye-opening. And mind you, this is all at a young age, like, I'm thinking like this. Like, it's fun to try different things. Like, you don't always have to do the same thing every single day. And maybe that plays into my mindset where, you know, I get bored of doing the same things. But, yeah, it's just, I just developed an interest to travel to new places and experience stuff but not even that like I say as I really got older and you know just developed my own identity and what I wanted in life first I'm a very and you can say this is a good thing or a bad thing but I'm super faithful in God so a lot of people let fear, you know, get in their head. Like, I don't want to go here because this might happen or the people like this. Or I don't want to be with my family. Whatever excuses y'all need. But for me, being a Christian, I 100% believe that God made this world for me. So I'd be damned if I ain't going to go out and explore it. Like, y'all be tripping. I don't, I don't fear anything. I'm not going to say that, you know. Of course... Some people get a little nervous in some situations. <laughs> but for the most part, like, I don't think there's anything to be scared of. Fear be controlling our lives. Like, you got to get out there. You got to travel. But I could definitely say to be a traveler, you got to have that mindset. Like, don't let nothing hold you back. Don't be scared. Most of the time, is really nothing to be scared of. I mean, I guess the media can hype some things. And make you like think something rare is going to happen and it's an everyday thing there but for the most part you be straight but yeah maybe i have a unique mindset me and my friend groups and all the other travelers out there but yeah i just always wanted to go to different places and experience like the food because i love to eat even though i was always skinny i love food so and it's not even the taste of food. Let me put that on the table. When you go somewhere and you go for the food, you got to realize, and I think I even said this in the last episode, it's not just like, oh, this food tastes good or whatever. It's like, this is a staple in the diet of a people from this region. You know, this is their delicacy. This is what they grew up on. The same way... You know, hot dogs and beans is a staple in the black community. <laughs> it's some staples out there in other communities and other cultures that, you know, I think should be experienced, you know. 
like get a glimpse into that life into that heritage and i always thought that was cool i believe i actually got the idea from my spanish teacher in high school and the way she explained language because i always you know everybody look at language as this means this or this means that and of course that's true one is uno and uno is one but you got to look at it on a deeper level. It's like, these aren't just words. This is how a group of people express themselves. This is how they literally communicate. And it's been like this for centuries. Like, don't try to equate or think of it as just word for word. This is my medium of communication and this is their medium of communication. Like it's entirely different. So. I think that kind of transferred into my thoughts with traveling. Like, yeah, this isn't just food. It's their food. It's not just music. It's their music. And it kind of develops into an appreciation. And I think that's what I get the most out of traveling. Like, just experiencing and kind of being a part or kind of seeing into another culture temporarily and i think that's the best thing for real like with the language the food everything just becoming a part of it and taking from their culture and bringing back to yours or just getting a better understanding of somebody else's culture now as an adult like i mean outside of the travel experiences that I've listed. I did go on a cruise to Mexico when I was in high school. And it was a short three day cruise, but it was really cool. Um, and of course I lived in Europe, so I got to do a lot of traveling there. But as far, like I said, as an adult, I wanna transition from, I say small little vacations to like taking a week off and actually diving into a place. Like really expanding on what I said, that appreciation. Like getting to know the locals and talking to people, just, you know, really getting to know a place. Yeah, I definitely say that's like my goal as an adult. Also, I really, really, really want to travel to all 50 states. And I feel like people don't talk about that enough. Like, we just look at other states as neighbors for real. But even on a state level, it's different cultures in every single state. Every state got some hidden gems. And being in Maryland, matter of fact, I'll say even being in Baltimore, I haven't really traveled within my state. Like, I just went to Ocean City for the first time last year. And it was tough. Like, of course, to people who go there all the time, it's nothing. But it's like, it's a gem. And I really want to experience all the gems inside, starting from a city level all the way up to the country level. Like, we'd be so pressed to travel the world. And, yeah, go to Paris. Yeah, go to... Prague, but we don't really travel within our own home. 
and that really hit me when I was out the country and I'm talking to people and they're like, oh yeah, I've been to the U.S., you know, I went to Vegas, then I was in L.A., I went to Texas, Niagara Falls, and they naming places that I've never even been to. So I'm asking them, like, how was it? And they're like, aren't you from the States? Like, how haven't you gone to these places? And it's just like, damn. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you came all the way over here, but you haven't even traveled back home. Don't you think you should do that? And you can't disagree. It's like, you're right. All this time, I got all these places to go to right in front of me. But... I don't know, I've been chilling. But as I get older, I'm definitely going to take initiative. I think so far, I've been to almost all of the states on the East Coast, except for like Maine, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, like all of those. I've been definitely down South Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, Jersey. New York. I took a little baby trip to New York. I definitely got to go back. Um, Pennsylvania. Some out-of-the-way states. I've been to Houston for a weekend for a wedding. But I don't count that as, like, really exploring. So I got to go back to Texas. I've been to Missouri. I've been to Tennessee. I've been to Ohio. And I can't really remember any other states. I need to start a map. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start a map of all 50 states and then I'm gonna start a world map of all the countries I've been to. But yeah, as far as like, just my ideology on traveling and my basic experience within a state, that's what I have. But when I got my first internship, and I got out the country to Europe. <laughs> That's what I was in my bag. Like, Europe is different. It's really different. So as you know about now, I got my first internship in Europe in summer of 2018. So basically how that went, I was a middle through high school tutor for math at my college and it was through this program called AMI which is Advancing Minority Interest in Engineering and the leader of the program at my school Ms. Burgess she was also the executive assistant for AMI like through the whole entire program and she was letting me know like they used to do this partnership with the company that I work for now what I will be working for and have intern with but yeah they usually do this internship where they will fly kids out and you'd be working in a different country for the summer do a final presentation of everything your whole experience and then yeah but they kind of stopped within recent years and they were starting to back up and she like yeah Karan like you're a good kid and you're smart, I really want you to be like the Morgan representative for the program. So apply. And at first I'm like, what? 
like, um, I appreciate it, but what I look like going to Germany for an internship, like, you know, I'm not trying to be all the way over there, away from my family, and Donald Trump was the president, I'm like, who knows what he gonna do, he might start the next world war while I'm over there, and then I'm stuck. All this fear for him, you know, all these excuses flooding into my head of why not to go. But I'm so glad that I listened to her and I talked to some older people and they like, listen, I know you're going to be scared. Your first reaction is fear, but you may never get an opportunity like this in your life. So I'm like, oh, man, like you can't tell me that because then my logic going to start kicking in. So logically, I'm like, you know, they right. I might not be able to do this again. Let me just apply. I mean, I'll just apply. I don't have to accept anything. I can still think on it, but I'll apply. So I applied, you know, some months go past and I'm not hearing anything. So I'm like, see, like, why would they even choose me? That's when that self-doubt and all this crazy stuff start going through my head. Like... Why would they even choose me? Like, I knew it was a waste of time. The next thing you know, I get an email like, "You've been selected." So I was like, "Whoa, hold up, this is real. Like, this is concrete." And I might be leaving the country for the summer. So, yeah, like, that's when my mentality started to change, and I'm like. Yeah, I might not ever get this opportunity again, so let's go. Let's do it. I'm getting excited. Um, I was still keeping it a secret at the time because I didn't want everybody to know, except for those who really needed to know. But I was just keeping it low, and I was excited. And then I remember on the week of my birthday, I let everybody know, like, I put it on Instagram, like, I've been selected to go out the country Blah, 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 blah. I'll be leaving a day after my birthday. And that's it. So, yeah. I got to see who I needed to see. And we was gone. And then when I got there, it really hit me. Like, Well, first, I think it hit me at the airport. Now, the first thing that like came into fruition for me was how white the world is. And... Like, that's a real observation. As soon as I got to the airport, because I didn't fly out of BWI, which is the main international airport in my area. Um, I flew out of, I forget the airport name, in, like, the D.C., Virginia area. Whatever airport, y'all know it. Y'all probably saying it as y'all listening. But, yeah, as soon as I get to the airport, there were so many white people. I'm like, bruh, I be forgetting that outside of my little small community at Morgan, small community outside of Baltimore, it's the rest of the world. So I already feel like these feelings of isolation a little bit. Like I stand out and I'm by myself. Then I had to get on a flight. Well, first we stopped in New York to get a transfer flight. But then it was from New York straight to Germany, nine hours on the airplane nine hours 
that was tough. And I'm not short enough. I'm 6'2", almost 3, or maybe even 6'3". So, talk about cramp. That was crazy. But it was a cool little flight. I was on Delta. We had our um, movies. They serve all the courses of the day, the meals. And, yeah, they made it very comfortable. But, yeah, then I get to the airport. We land. And... I'm just seeing all these signs in a different language. And I'm just like, yo, what did I just sign myself up for? Bruh, the different languages had me geeking. Like, if you know me, you know, like, I'm a clown. So I'm really just sitting there like, bruh, am I in the movie? <laughs> like, I don't understand nothing. So I'm just following the people, like, looking for luggage and... Yeah, I mean, I got to the little luggage joint outside of the store. They lost my damn luggage. They flew it to some other part of Germany. And they were saying that it's going to get to me in the mail or whatever. But, yeah. Um, I'm waiting for the people that's supposed to come pick me up. And at the time, you know, since I'm in a different country, my phone don't work. So, it's just... And I want y'all to, like, really pay attention it's fair yo like everything was just in my mind like bro i'm gonna be stuck i'm lost i don't know what to do my luggage is gone like this is a terrible mistake i should have never taken this opportunity but you know i believe in god and everything i think i'm a pretty relaxed person i just had to calm myself down like yo God ain't never let me down before, so you can be straight, like, relax. And I'm just like, all right, let me listen to myself, stop freaking out, and cool it. Next thing you know, I see this black lady holding up a sign, <laughs> and it's like, Karan. So I'm like, oh, okay, you the lady. She's like, yeah, welcome to Germany, blah, 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 let me show you around. So we just walking, she telling me a little you know, starter information, things that I need to know. And then we go outside. She takes me to, like, her crib. I tell her about my luggage and everything. So they're going to use her address. Cool, bada boom, bada bang. So we driving. And I think this was, like, one of the toughest things when I first got there. Everything was Mercedes-Benz everything like the buses the taxis everything so i'm like yo like they living in luxury over here i'm thinking america the cream of the crop and i'm on a mercedes-benz bus right now. <laughs> a mercedes-benz bus like this is crazy i'm really in a different world and then we get on the highway and she explained to me like most of the rules are the same but they have different um, different signs, different little rules, and, you know, most of the things are in a different language. So, like, for example, um, if you ever go to Germany, I hope I'm saying this right, Ausfahrt, like, Ausfahrt is, how do you say, exit. So, at first, we driving on the highway, I keep saying, like, all's fart this way, all's fart this way in this many miles. 
And I'm like, bro, what the hell is Osbar? Like, this place is huge. It's everywhere. And she even, I guess it's like a joke, like, that goes around. People say it all the time because she, like, you keep seeing the sign, right? And I'm like, yeah, like, where is this? And she's like, no, that's the sign for exit. So every time it's an exit, that's what you go see. So I'm like, oh, okay. But, yeah, it was really starting to hit me, like, I'm, like, 6,000 miles away from home, like, in the middle of nowhere with people I've never seen before. I don't know anybody. Different currency, different language. It's just like, bro, I just really took this leap. And, of course, I was nervous, but I think that's when the excitement started to kick in. I'm like, yo, it's like... I got so much to see in this little bit of time. But after that, we get to where I was staying. I meet some of the other interns. And yeah, I was excited. Like, my summer about to start. I mean, like, outside of going to work, and of course, handling my business, it's about to be a cassava. <laughs> But yeah, that's how, like, my first impression of being truly, like, far away from home really began. And it was all uphill from there. Yeah, then we started drag, you feel me? So let's talk about that. So yeah, I'm situated now. Got my living arranged. I kind of know... Well, you know, within like the first week of being in Germany, my job, they do in processing. And a part of that is like showing us around, showing us the bus system, how to get around, all that good stuff. So, yeah, now I'm situated. I'm cool. And it's time to start traveling. You feel me? Now, the best, the absolute best thing about Europe, I say. It's cheap as I don't know what to travel like. Of course, the hardest part is getting there, but I'm already there. So now it's just time to get up and go. And I say at first, it took me a little while. Like, I was a little cautious, and I'm still kind of young. So it's like I don't really know what to do or where to start. But that's where, like, the other interns and my co-workers came in. They're like, yeah, if you need to go on a trip or you need anything, we got you. One of the other interns had actually been in Europe before. Now, mind you, she is a white girl. So her experience on life and everything is a little bit more different than mine and the other interns. Um, I'm not going to say she was privileged, but... She was kind of privileged. So, you know, listening to her, she's like, oh, yeah, I've been to this place before. Let's just catch the train and go here, and then we can take this train, and we'll get back by this time, and blah, 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 blah. Because at first, you know, we were just exploring, like, where we live, the city or where we lived at, or the state. And, yeah, so she's like, let's do this, let's do that, blah, 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 blah. And that's cool from her perspective, you know. She didn't really have a lot to worry about growing up. 
or whatever it is that made her just so comfortable. But me, being, you know, a black young guy, grew up in a city where things happen and get real, real. I'm like, oh, you got to slow down. Like, I don't know these people. I can't trust everybody. You try to stay out late and take buses and, you know, I don't want to say this is fear, but this is where what I'm accustomed to starts to kick in. So I'm like, no, like, I got to watch my back. You don't know, it could be people out here trying to rob us and all that other stuff. And yeah, and she like, you know, we're in Europe. They don't do that here. And <laughs> she was right for the most part, but still, it's just like, you know, bad things happen everywhere. So I'm going to keep my guard up and, you know, I'll go with you some places. Matter of fact, we actually made a deal. I said, I'll go with you, but we have to reach like a medium. While we're out, you know, you can be the tour guide. We can do everything, try food, go to different places. But as the protective uh, guarded one, I'm establishing when we leave. Like, when I feel like it's getting too late or something fishy about to happen, we trust in my intuition. So, that's the only way it's going to work. And she agreed to that. So, you know, we got to explore where we were. Um, Europe is really nice. The people are really, really nice. Especially where I was. But this is where things started to get interesting. It's different when you're in the States. And you go to a different city or a different state even. Because although there might be subtle cultural difference, I was in an entirely different country. Like, the social norms were different. The way people are raised, completely different. And I think that stood out the most. It's like, okay, for example, being in Germany... Germans are like very, I don't want to say strict, but they carry themselves in a very specific way. They follow the rules a lot. Um, they don't really show expression. And I'm sorry to generalize, but that's kind of how it felt. So, and even when talking to Germans, like from my experience, they're like, yeah, Americans, y'all so sensitive and yada yada. Cool. So, for example, in America, if you see somebody, let's say you walk down the street, you make eye contact with somebody, and y'all realize y'all made eye contact, you might say hi or, like, smile, or give a little nod, and just keep it pushing. There, right, it was so awkward. It was like, I would make eye contact with somebody, and they would just stare, and they just go on about their business. And it's like, I would smile, and they would give me the impression, like, why are you smiling? Like, why? Are you happy about something? Do you want to talk to me? Do you want to tell me something? And it's like, no, it's like, that's just what I'm accustomed to. That's, that's culture. Like, little things like that are just so funny to me how the social norms are just different. And we ended up actually taking a, like, German immersion class where it's like they explain to you how the society works, how certain days are for this, and yeah, you know, normal nuances, and 
things of that nature. How the people are, how to get around, blah, 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 blah. How to survive, basically, in Germany. So over time, I'm learning, like, oh, okay. So it's like, that's just what the culture is. And now I'm starting to, you know what I said about that appreciation, like fully diving into somebody else's culture, like starts to come to play. So I'm like, okay, I get it. So I let my guard down a little bit, you know. I'm trying to do my research. It's not that much crime compared compared to back home. It's no crime. Shoot, if you can last and survive in Baltimore, I even say in America in general, you can survive anywhere. Of course not those extreme places, but I was in the middle of Germany. Nobody was going to mess with me. Plus, like I said, I'm a little tall. I ain't gonna say I'm stuck, you know. We got a little bit of muscle, a little stuff. Hit a nigga with a combo, he be out. But yeah, I'm good. Nobody gonna mess with me. So I start going out more and going downtown, taking the bus, just really like trying to take the whole entire experience in. But then comes like actually traveling, traveling. So. The other interns, they were making moves like, okay, we've been here for a couple of weeks. We just got our first paycheck. I'm going to this country next. And I'm going to this one for this weekend. And I told my friend and my mom to meet me here this weekend and things like that. And I'm like, whoa, like, y'all not thinking y'all moving a little fast? like, And they're like, listen, we only here for eight weeks, nine weeks. So... We got to live it up. And I was like, okay. I agree, you know. Let the guard down a little bit more. And then we got it popping. So my first summer, I got to go to Paris. I went to Prague. I went to Brussels, which was top top three places in my life. Brussels is lit. Um, Where else did I go? Paris, Prague, Brussels. I went to Vienna. Okay, let's count countries. Matter of fact, I'm going to say the country and I'm going to say my experience. So, we got to go to Brussels now. This was later in the summer. We actually went there for work. Um, But the person that took us, like, outside of work time, on our leisure time, she was like, let's go explore, you know, let's go do some stuff. So... She took us. We got to go. I had my first Belgium waffle, which was OD. Belgium waffles, crazy. And I guess it depends on where you go. But wherever I went, they knew what they was doing. They put that Belgian foot up in that, <laughs> in that waffle because it was top notch. Um, I think Belgium, it was a big change of scenery because... While I was living in Germany, it was more like quiet, like a lot of fields, a lot of farmland, and very rural. But where I was in Brussels, it was tired. Like it was a city, city. People was out, a lot of cars everywhere. We walked past these people having a break dance competition, like it was televised or on the radio or something. They had a DJ out there, and I'm like, okay. And it was a lot, like, of diversity. Now, this could just be, 
I don't know, that one day I was there, all the different races and <laughs> colors of people was just outside. But that's my experience. Like, that's why I really liked it so much. The food was amazing. Oh, yeah. So, one thing I made sure I absolutely had to do was each country I went to, I had to try that beer. Like, every country is known for a certain type of beer. And this was the year I just turned 21. So, I'm like, bet. I'm drinking it all. No matter where I'm at. I don't care how people say it tastes. I'm just going to drink the beer. So, yeah, I went um, to Brussels. Their beer was good. We had dinner, like, at this place that overlooks the city. And it's, like, all of the main attractions kind of line up through the city. And the sun was setting. I was drinking my beer, eating my lamb. Like, that was a good trip. Um, When I went to Paris, Paris was cool. It was one of the other interns and myself. She was a black girl. Um, She went to Tuskegee, graduated, Alyssa. Um, Yeah, her and I, we took the train to Paris. This was also later in the summer. So I was kind of accustomed to traveling already. But I'm not going to lie, this trip scared me. Because you always hear about, like, the trains blowing up and stuff like that. And I'm really, like, just sitting on a train. Like, bro, it could be a bomb on this train. And I don't even know it. And then just one second, boom. But that's that fear, I'm trying to tell you. Like, when you look at the actual statistics, there's a once-in-the-blue-moon type of event. Like, but the media be scaring people, bro. They really do. But, yeah, we took the train, um, bullet train. From Germany to Paris, I think it was like maybe three or four hours. It was going like 180 miles per hour. That was crazy. And we get there, we got a little hotel. Um, and yeah, Paris was. I have mixed reviews on Paris. Of course, you see the Eiffel Tower, and we went to the Louvre, saw the Mona Lisa, like all the major attractions. You know, they cool, they cool. But Paris was funky, like, oh my gosh. It's so many people there. And I guess it makes sense. And they have, like, very old sewage systems. But it was funky, like, stinking. But I guess it's, like, a give and take. You there, you seeing some of the world's most prestigious artifacts taking pictures in front of the Eiffel Tower you know I'm seeing things that have been in history for hundreds and thousands of years and that's another thing it brings into perspective how young the United States really is it's like you know you can go somewhere in the United States the oldest artifact you might see or come across is at most like a hundred I'm not hundred sorry a couple hundred years old while I'm in Europe, I'm seeing castles and cathedrals and these holy lands from year 1000. Like, literally. Year 1000. And it's just, it's eye-opening. It's like, bruh, it's crazy how the things that are in your relative space, like, it means so much to you. It takes over your entire experience. But... The world is so much bigger than what's in your little gate. Like, it's crazy. 
that's really crazy. I could say that's probably one of the best experiences. Yeah, so Paris, it was cool, but it was stinking. Uh, where else did we go? We got to go to Prague. Prague is beautiful. Like, it was so beautiful. I think they have the best cathedral, like, I've ever seen. If you if you near a computer or something, like, look up the Prague Cathedral. It's like this giant castle. It's very gothic, very dark. It overlooked the entire city. It It was tough. They had the best and my homeboy from Germany hate me to this day for this but I don't care they had the best beer I ever tasted in my life so Pilsner like the Pils beer originates in Prague which is in the Czech Republic and when I say the smoothest the most tasteful beer I ever had in my life. Top notch. OD. Top two and not two. Best. I had that with a side, a half a duck, some dumplings, some other stuff. Like I said, I try to really dive into the culture. So I be getting crazy food and a beer of the country. But yeah, that was top notch. Let's see, where else did I go? Paris, Prague, Belgium. Oh, we went to this place. It's like in between France and Germany. I can't remember what it's called. Um, bro, I cannot remember. It's this beautiful little place. Um, and it's funny because it's like world-renowned as well. It's like these little houses. It's a specific type of architecture and they have it. And these rivers flow like pass through the houses. Um, what is the name of this place? I'm going to figure out the name for y'all. I can't remember right now, but I'm going to figure it out. But yeah, it was so beautiful. That's where I tried my first crepe. Uh, it was okay. I'm not a huge fan of crepes. But, yeah, that place was honestly amazing. And it's funny because one time when I was back in the States during the semester, I walked past this um, poster and I was like, I know this place. I've been here. And looking at the poster, the picture, like I pull out my phone and I had the exact picture of the exact place that was on the poster. I was like, I knew I wasn't tripping. Like, I definitely visited this place. But yeah, I've been there, wherever the place is called. Um, I've been to Vienna, Vienna, Austria, a beautiful place. Actually, while we were there, they were having this like music festival. And not a music, sorry. It was a movie festival, but it was very beautiful. They had the whole entire city dressed up. I think it was just really nice. Like, it was beautiful. Uh, I tried their beer. Their beer was okay. It wasn't none of that Prague beer, I tell you that. But it was good. And I met this like waitress. She was fine, y'all. She looked good. And listen, I don't care if y'all judge me. Do what you want. It's your life. I don't care. These European women look good. Like no, no offense to the American white girls. And this isn't. 
to all of the American white girls because I still think there are some very attractive Caucasian women in America. Y'all have a little select group. But these European women, oh my goodness gracious Lord, have mercy. Mm-mm-mm. They got some women over there, y'all. They do. I love my black queens, though. But, yeah. They got some uh, tall queens over there. <laughs> some Venetian queens. <laughs> no, nah, but let me stop trolling. But, yeah. Um, Vienna was nice. Uh, where else did I go? I know I've been to some other places. See, y'all, this memory really be getting me. I think as far as first summer... Outside of just traveling within Germany, um, because inside of Germany, I went to some places. I went to this place called Heidelberg, which is like they have one of the oldest castles in Germany and Europe in general. Um, I've been to Cologne, which is like right outside of Germany. They have this really huge um, cathedral and these giant attractions around the city. But yeah, it was like I had a really really cool like lex for summer and i think that really set the pace for my second summer because second summer best summer of my life no cat definitely and that's not even questionable because when i said we was getting lit <laughs> we was getting lit so let's talk about second summer hey y'all uh, after editing and listening to the podcast it was a little lengthy, like pushing an hour and 45 minutes. So I'm going to end the episode here and you can resume from where you left off in the next episode. Peace.